selections for tonight's program. Thanksgiving is an American holiday where, where the pilgrims celebrated the Thanksgiving and showed thankfulness for the Lord by having that meal there at the first Thanksgiving with the Indians. And, and we show we've been showing gratefulness and thankfulness throughout the years ever since for the freedoms that we have and, and most of all for salvation is what we're thankful for. And so tonight, just thinking about it being an American holiday, I just thought it'd be nice to play one of these type of marches that you just heard, Flying Cadets. The next song we're going to play is called Cedar River Celebration, and it's a song written to kind of make you think of the early pioneers as they started on the East Coast with the 13 original colonies, and then they moved to the West with all the, all the activities that they had exploring the new lands, the new rivers, the mountains, and and all the things and going all the way across America to the Pacific Ocean there in California. So enjoy this next selection entitled Cedar River Celebration. Thank you. 
song's a patriotic song that everyone knows and loves, America the Beautiful. to worship.
selection is it is well with my soul. several texts that you can use with you. You can just kind of trade out for some of the texts. On Jordan Stormy Banks I stand and sometimes you sing Amazing Grace and there's several other little texts that you can sing. So enjoy our last piece, the tune when On Jordan Stormy Banks I Stand and Cast a Wishful Eye. <coughs>
wonderful. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to say welcome to North Etowah Baptist Church and for our uh, Etowah Christian Ministerial Association Thanksgiving service. We say welcome. I hope you feel at home here. And we're excited. Got a lot planned tonight. Boy, it's already been wonderful, though, hasn't it? With the music, thank you for the band. I uh, do want you to know that out these back doors and to the right, um, we and also down the stairs here and upstairs. About any direction you go, we have restrooms if you need them. And so uh, feel free, if you have any questions, let us know. In Psalms chapter 100, the Bible says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his course with praise, be thankful to him and bless his name. And that's what we want to do tonight. We want to bless the Lord's name, praise him, and thank him for all his goodness and blessings. Hasn't God been good to us? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you. Lord, we ask that for the next, uh, Lord, a few moments. God, tonight, may you be with those who sing. Lord, uh, the preaching of your word. Lord, we ask that you might have liberty in our hearts, that, God, you may do the impossible. Lord, may this be more than just another event that we have attended, but, Lord, may you pour out your spirit upon us, God, that we are drawn to walk in newness of life through you. Lord, we thank you for what you've done, and God will give you the honor and the glory for which you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to have some congregational singing at this time, and we're also going to have a call-up choir. If you'd like to sing in the choir tonight, we have uh, some chairs up here. We have some music. We're going to sing a special song that the choir has worked on just a little bit before uh, our service. So if, you're a, if you trust your talents of being a good sight reader, just come on up and, and join with us in the choir. Let's all stand, and we're going to sing while the choir is coming up. A praise chorus entitled, Praise the Name of Jesus. Let's all stand and join in our congregational singing. Peace on Babylon, you 
you for that great singing. You may have a seat. And uh, please turn with me if you have a Bible. And uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. <clears throat> Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget all of his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, he's all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He makes known his ways unto Moses his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passes over it, and it's gone. The place thereof will know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness and children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to them that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearken unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all of his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. Jack, before you take off, a little bit of a surprise here before Andrew Lay comes to pray for us. I wanted to just take a moment and invite the Etowah Christian Ministerial Association officers to the platform at this time. Uh, it's been a, a busy week for you. For those of you that don't know, Jack Bryan uh, stepped down as executive director of Miracle Lake after all these years. Byron Goodman, Byron, where are you? Byron is with us tonight, no? Byron is executive director now. Yes. The occasion was your 90th birthday on November the 17th. And on behalf of the Etowah Christian Ministerial Association, Jim Headings is our treasurer. 
Jamie Johnson at Delano Baptist is our secretary. To your left, Kevin Harris, Everlasting Life Christian Center, uh, and also is our vice president. Jacob Stockner is an officer. He could not be here tonight. He's out of town. We just wanted to let you know what you have meant to the Etowah community. Jack shared with us at our last Etowah Christian Ministerial Association meeting, uh, somewhere around 1973 or so, pastoring Good Shepherd, involved in jail ministry. Jail ministry was going very well, but it was from that jail ministry that it birthed something in your heart, which would be Miracle Lake, a need uh, for, for folks to be able to, on the outside, adjust, cope, deal with things, and move on in their life. And so from that came a vision for Miracle Lake Christian Ministry Center. In 1980 of December, after several years of preparing and getting organized, uh, the first man went through uh, Miracle Lake Christian Ministry Training Center. And since then, 2,400 have been through that program. Those currently there here tonight. Christian Ministerial Association, we've got just a very small token for our appreciation. Jack, for a lifetime of service, leadership, servant leadership and ministry to the Edamawaw um, community, we want to present this plaque to you, brother. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Lifetime, because what I failed to mention is that while you've stepped down as executive director, you've not stepped down from anything. You're still going to be a part of Etowah Christian Ministerial Association. Amen. You're still preaching at the church. Yes. You're still teaching at the school. Yes. Uh, because that's why we, we couldn't put a, a date with a hash mark. We had to just say for a lifetime of servant <laughs> leadership to Etowah Community Church. Jack Bryan, we love you and your precious wife, Eloise. Thank you, Thank you so much for what you mean to the Etowah community. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As Andrew Lay is coming in just a few moments following prayer, uh, we will have a testimony. Jeffrey Bowman, if you would be working your way up to the platform, he'll be sharing a testimony from Miracle Lake. Andrew Lay is the pastor of Wesley Memorial, Carlock United Methodist Church, new to our area in June. Welcome, sir, along with Randy Ellis, pastor here, two, two gentlemen that have come to our community that we're excited about making an impact in our community. Andrew, come and pray at this time, and then afterwards, Jeffrey, you share a word of testimony with us. Andrew. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are the author and giver of all good things, and we thank you for all your mercies. We thank you for your loving care, your protection around us, and your guiding hand upon us. We come together during this time of Thanksgiving where we are invited to cultivate gratitude in our hearts. Help us to be aware of the good gifts that you have given to us. We are so grateful for our community leaders, for our pastors, for our churches, for our friends and neighbors. And this evening, we are especially thankful for Jack Bryan, who has dedicated his life to ministry, faithfully serving God and serving others for so many years. Allow us to serve you faithfully as well. 
In this time of thanksgiving, we offer ourselves and all that we are with gratitude and thanksgiving. May you take our lives, mold us, and shape us into the people that you would have us be. And most of all, Lord, we thank you for the saving knowledge of your Son, our Savior, for the living presence of your Spirit, the Comforter, for your church, the body of Christ. And all these things, we give you thanks. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Good evening. First of all, I'd like to give God all glory. Um, like I said, my name is Jeffrey Bowman. Uh, I grew up in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, my father and mother, they were good Christians. My father was a pastor. Um, as I grew up, you know, under my dad teaching, and he was a traveling minister. Um, he would go to different churches. Um, from here to Nashville, uh, Deckard, um, to a couple other churches that I can remember. Um, I've got the head knowledge of church. I never had that experience of the love and of peace and joy of, uh, of God. Um, but as I grew older, um, around 12 or 13, that's when I started, started out smoking weed. Um, about, middle, about high school, I started dabbling around with the cocaine and I tried ecstasy once and it made me sick. So I never touched pills again, Amen. but drinking alcohol and cocaine was um, my drug of choice. Um, as I grew older, you know what I mean, it grew with me. It progressed. Um, now, I, as it progressed, I. I, my daughter was born. I, I, I married a, uh, my wife, and uh, we had a daughter. And uh, I thought I was going to be like the other guys. I started seeing them making money, fast money. So I decided I want to sell cocaine. I got caught, um, got a sentence uh, eight years. Um, by the grace of God, I got out on uh, probation. Uh, while I was out, I was out maybe about a year and a half. Uh, my daughter, at that time, she was about four going on five. Me and my wife, we kind of split up, and my daughter called me, uh, talking about, Daddy, you know what I mean, I've been touched. I said, what do you mean? Uh, these, these guys Mama talking to, they pulled my, my diaper down. Um, so I'd done some things. I called the, the, the police, and I called uh, child services. I called everybody I could call. And as I was talking to the operator, the operator at the police station, she sat there and told me that there's nothing we can do. You got an eight-year dope charge. I said, so, well, I'm going to be at this address. This is where I'm going to be. She's like, sir, don't do nothing stupid. I said, well, if y'all not going to help me, I've got to take matters in my own hand. And I did. And, I mean, I didn't pray. Like I said, uh, I didn't have God in my life. I just had the head knowledge of God. Um, so I went and done that. And, uh, I didn't run. I'd I done what I did. I, I, I went and kicked the door in and, and whooped them, and, and then I got arrested. And while I was in prison, you know, my mom, she come, and I lost my dad, and my mom, she come. She walked in the first time, first two times. Uh, the third and fourth time, you know what I'm saying, uh, 
she was she was bent over, you know what I'm saying, I had a walker. And the last time I seen her, she was in a wheelchair. And uh, we sat there and we talked, and um, I was going up for pro, and uh, she like, baby, you coming home? And I said, I hope so, Mom. I want to be there with you. And uh, we went in and got recommended. Uh, but my, uh, when it come back, they denied me. And uh, when they denied me, I was working at a sawmill in uh, Brushy Mountain. And uh, while all that was going on, I get a phone call at the sawmill from my sister. Saying that she, said, she said, Jeff, I love you. I love you. I love you. I said, what do you mean? She said, I love you. I said, okay, what, what happened? Mama, what, what's wrong with Mama? She said, Jeff, I love you. I said, okay, Mama's, Mama's gone, huh? She said, yeah. And at this time, while I was at Brushy Mountain, um, I was growing a little bit in, in, in God. I was reading, studying, praying. But I prayed that God would touch my mother and heal her, that she wouldn't have no more elements, no, no more hurt, no more pain here on earth. And I guess he heard my prayer because, you know what I'm saying, he took her home. And that hurt me. And as it hurt me, I mean, I sit there and I, str I strive to try to become a better man. I'd done that when I got out for about three years. And the devil got, got a hold of me. They got back a hold of me. And I went back out there in that world and from 2007 to now, I've, I've, I was out there, um, staying out late, running, running the streets, uh, you know, going, staying up, going to work. Um, I went two weeks straight, no sleep, um, because I thought this is what uh, life was all I had. Um, uh, while I was doing all of this, you know, I mean, it was two weeks to the day I sit there and I said, Lord, if something don't happen, see either I'm gonna hurt somebody or I'm I'm gonna die the way I am, or 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 I, I I'm just I'm just I don't know. Two weeks after that prayer, I was going to work, um, and as I was driving down the interstate, uh, my gas hand didn't work, and I thought I had enough gas, and I ran out of gas. And you know, when you, when you start, a car starts jerking a little bit and you think you got a little bit of gas, you start swerving side by side. So I was doing that. And about that time, I looked in the rear view and I seen a set of headlights. Then all of a sudden, I didn't see a set of headlights. So I just kept swerving back and forth, trying to make it to the next exit. Well, it didn't make it. So I pulled over. And about the time I pulled over, you know what I'm saying? Just soon as I got over, blue lights come on. I sit there and I said, Lord, I guess this is your answer. Um, so she come up, and I mean, we've been arrested. And while I was at Jefferson Jefferson City Jail, um, my first weekend there, we had a we had a Bible class, uh, what they call for church. And uh, as I was sitting, and I was sitting in the back of the row, back in the back, and, uh, and there was a man dressed just like I am, just regular clothes, and sitting in front. And he just kept looking at me. I'm looking at him, I'm like, I don't know this man, and I'm trying to just preach, and he just kept looking at me. And then about that time when he got done, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get on my room. I don't know who this man is trying, looking at me this way. The time I was getting ready to go out the door, he was standing right there. He grabbed my hand and he said, God has got great works for me and you. I looked at him, I said, I don't know you. Uh, 
about that time, about another week went by. I'm sitting in the cell and I done put in for a work detail. And uh, as I'm sitting there waiting for work detail, guess who walks in? This man that I sit there and said I didn't know, but he was dressed as chief of, of, of the jail. I'm sitting there looking, I'm looking at him like, huh, I seen you somewhere. About that time, me and him started talking. He said, you know, we, we talked after church the other night. I said, is that you? He said, yeah. He said, I'm the chief of the jail. I said, oh, okay. Uh, he said, you remember I said God's got great works for us? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, this is the start of it. And uh, as we was talking, he said, I, I've got a friend of mine. Would you like to uh, change, your, change your life? I said, I, you know I mean, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. I said, because if I, once I got out of here, I said, I was either going back to Nashville or North Carolina. I said, I was, I was leaving the state of Tennessee. He said, well, won't you, won't you just let me work on something and I'll get back with you? So about a week went by, he come back to me and he said, I've got this friend that just got out of prison, just started a business of his own. And you know what I'm saying? I believe he, you and him will work great together. His name is Arnold Page. And uh, he said, but I believe Arnold Page is going to want you to go through Miracle Lake first. I said, well, okay. And I was sitting there thinking, Miracle Lake, Miracle Lake, where did I hear this from? You know what I'm saying? When I was at Brushy Mountain, I've heard of Miracle Lake. But at that time, when they was releasing me, I was more thinking about my daughter getting out being with her instead of going and, you know what I mean, going coming here to Miracle Lake. So when they sit there and told me I was coming to Miracle Lake, he sit there and told me I was going to come here. I was like, man, this is, this is an opportunity for me to, you know what I mean, grow my faith back in Christ. You know what I'm saying? To go with my head knowledge. I said, because I've got the head knowledge, the book bump, but I just don't have the fill of God in me. I just don't have that love. And uh, I thank God for Jack Bryant. Because I'm gonna tell you, when I first got here, uh, my first week, it was, it was on a Friday. And that Friday, they had a graduation. That Saturday, we had a, they had a bike rally. Then we had a, a church to come in. I'm talking about there was so much food. You know what I mean? You know, coming out of jail, you know, that was, that was a kid's favorite. <laughs> um, but I, we, we done that. And then Sunday, um, we, we, we had church there. And then we ate. And then we went to another church and we sang. And that, that first week, it was just like, man, it was great. But that second week, you know what I mean, starting out, you know what I mean, the devil just started riding on me. It was just telling me I was no good. I shouldn't be here. That, you know what I'm saying? He was telling me that, that you know what I mean, uh, at the time, you know I mean, I was the only um, black there. Uh, he said that nobody likes you here. You know what I'm saying? Look at your color. You're the only color here. And, but I'm going to tell you what. Uh, after I talked to the staff and then went and talked to Jack, and Jack just laid his hand, put his hand on my arm right here, and it was like all of that that I just sit there and laid, uh, laid at Jack, and Jack just touched me, and it was just like all of that just disappeared. And I'm talking about, um, I was, it was like my joy just come back. And ever since then, being under Jack, I'm talking about the expressions, the way he teaches, um, the way I'm learning from him, I'm, I am so grateful. I am so grateful that I am here today because if it wasn't for him right now, I wouldn't be standing here. I wouldn't be giving my testimony. It's just the grace of God of Miracle Lake and Jack Bryant's vision um, that he has let me be here. But I, I thank God that, you know what I mean, for my brothers that, that are here with me, uh, um, their fellowship, uh, because, you know, like Jack always says, you know, 
uh, well, he doesn't say it this way, but my father did, but iron sharp, sharpened iron. And yet and still, as far as us as brothers in, at, at Miracle Lake, you know what I'm saying, we're sharpening each other to where we can stand and go out and fight in this world, you know what I'm saying, to where we can go out and give our testimonies, to where we can be disciples and servants for Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? And um, I just love the way he expresses that to us, that we are to go out and be disciples and servants, you know what I'm saying, in the church in, in, and out there in the, in the world, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't back down and we should stand tall, we should stand tall, you know, and I appreciate him every day and then getting to celebrate his 90th birthday, that was a blessing. You know, um, yesterday we had a good time with him and you know I mean, and, um, coming here today, you know, um, this weekend has been, been a blessing because we've been kind of busy. You know I mean, that's I, I, like I said, that's what I like about Miracle Lake being here. They keep us busy as far as our studies and uh, staying in the Bible. You know I mean? We do our summaries. You know, I, I remember I used to say that I was the worst reader or I was the worst speaker uh, being up here right now. You know I mean, I, I, I don't see how I'm not stumbling my words and but I give God the grace and glory, you know what I mean, because it's him. Um, but the summaries that we do every day, you know what I mean, he, he don't start us off in Genesis. He don't start us off. He starts us off in, in, in Luke, um, talking about Jesus, and you know what I mean, and learning about Jesus, and you know what I mean, and that's right there is what, what I needed, um, learning about Jesus more and, and growing, my, my growing in him. And as I grow in him, I mean, my faith and, and, and wisdom and knowledge is getting stronger that I'm trusting more in him and turning my life and will over to him because without the teaching of Jack, you know what I mean, I, I would have never thought about doing this. Uh, I would have thought, you know what I'm saying, this is, you know what I mean, uh, I, the, the world is all we got, but, you know what I mean, the world ain't all we got. We've got an eternal life. We've got eternal heaven. Uh, God said, you know what I'm saying, he, he didn't come for the rich, he didn't come for the poor, he come for the broken, just like me, you know what I'm saying, the lost, the drug addicts, um, you know what I mean, uh, the sick, you know, and I, I thank God for uh, coming and saving me again. On October the 23rd, um, I got baptized by Jack. Um, so that was a double birthday because my birthday is October the 23rd. So the 23rd, I got baptized. So, you know what I mean? That's, that's one day. It's a, I can't forget, but I think, brother, uh, I thank Jack for that. You know what I mean? Um, I have something else I was going to say. I just forgot my mind. I just went blank. God's flare. Excuse me. Um, but I just thank, I just thank God for, um, him. I thank God for coming back into my life and, and, and let me draw close back to him because, you know, we walk away from God. God doesn't walk away from us. Um, and I, and I, I've walked away. You know, I used to tell people uh, I was like Jonah when, when, when God told Jonah to go, 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 over, go over to the city and tell him. Because um, my aunt and them used to tell me, oh, you're going to be just like your dad. You're going to be a preacher. You wanna... So I ran to the streets. But look at me now. Look at me now. And he said, train up a child the way he should go, and he revert back to what he knows. And guess what? I know the Bible. I'm learning to draw closer to God. Thank you.
Thank you, choir. Let's have some more congregational singing. Let's all stand and sing, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.
God's people said, amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. What a wonderful evening. What a great testimony. Jeffrey, thank you so much. We're so excited. We know that yours is just a uh, one of many stories of what God is doing at Miracle Lake. We think Miracle Lake Christian Training Center for being such a part of our community, the way you get out and you uh, visit our churches, sing and minister to us. We always welcome you. You are a part of Etowah while you're here for however long. And we'd like for some of you to think about sticking around and staying. We like you that much. But some of you will go home in time as you graduate. But, man, we'd love to have you in our churches and ministering and serving as God is calling and changing your lives. Let me just take a moment to do what we could call some multitasking. In just a few moments, our speaker tonight is Reverend Wayne Hickman. Wayne Hickman does not need an introduction to Etowah. Wayne was here for seven years at Wesley Memorial in Carlisle. He's pastored for 42 years. He started when he was 19 years old and told me he'd pastored around 50 years, which means he's not afraid of his age. If you just add 19 and 50, right, Wayne? We're right there. Yeah, I'm smart that way. I'm good with numbers. So uh, Wayne retired, so he's still pastoring. He's another Jack Bryan that uh, he won't be through until God calls him home. So in retirement, he is at New Salem United Methodist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. He and his lovely wife, Rachel, been married 39 years, two children, four grandchildren, spread from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, up to Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, would you please join me in welcoming back Wayne Hickman to Etowah? Before he comes, we'll be blessed in just a moment to hear Brenda Harris. She is the wife of Pastor Kevin Harris at Everlasting Life Church Christian Center here in Etowah. So we're delighted to have Miss Brenda. She's going to come and, and uh, she'll sing so beautifully and so powerfully that you're going to want to give more money during the offering. And so uh, what I'm here to do is what Wayne used to have to do. I called Wayne. I said, would you like to come back to Etowah? And uh, he paused for a minute. I said, I'm gonna, I want you to preach. I'm going to do the offering. He said, absolutely. <laughs> I have a feeling if I said it was, would you come back and pitch the offering? He would have said, I, I'm busy that night, I'm pretty sure. We're so proud. Wayne used to step in and explain what the Etowah Christian Ministerial Association is all about. Cooperating churches coming together across denominational lines, sticking to just the main thing. We want to show the love of Jesus in Etowah in a very real and tangible way. You can join me right on up here, Miss Brenda. Uh, and so I, th that's it. We, we're just about lifting up Jesus and the gospel. And so we come together. We don't focus on points of differences in any way, shape, form, or fashion in our denominations. We just focus on Jesus. And it's amazing how you can unite around the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so we seek to do things in the community. Uh, one of those things you can see on the right-hand side of the bulletin you received is we do some benevolence ministries, uh, helping people with gas and food and utilities. Uh, but we also do other things. This past July, for instance, we had a wonderful backpack uh, giveaway in the community. We supplied uh, at, the, at the depot. We came together as churches, uh, bringing the supplies. The uh, uh, Etowah Christian Ministerial Association purchased the backpacks. We provided 350 students uh, going back to school, backpacks and school supplies as an association of churches, showing the love of Jesus in Etowah, in our community, to so many different families. And so, uh, also, we'll continue through the calendar year. Uh, Martin Luther King Day, we've got a service at Star Bethel Baptist Church, and we look forward to 
to that event. That will be different this year. We're doing it at 6 o'clock. In the past, try to do that at noon, and it's just so hard for people that aren't off work. It's, not everybody has that holiday. And so at 6 o'clock, we'll gather uh, uh, at Star Bethel Baptist Church in January. And then we continue on throughout the year. We've got a National Day of Prayer that comes. We've got a, an Easter time when we gather and sing, and, and then we roll back into the backpack. So we try to keep things going. And, and do uh, our new motto is do what we do well. Uh, we're not trying to do 50 million things that we can't sustain or support, but what we do, we want to do it very well with excellence because our God is worthy of our very best. Amen? Amen. All right. What I want to do now is ask our ushers, if they would, to come forward. Our benevolence offering tonight, you can see at the bottom right, is going to support the Etowah Christian Ministerial Association in our efforts to provide for some utilities, some food, and some outreach. A lot of times folks will come to the food bank, and they've got a need that's a little bit greater uh, than just food. And through this ministry fund that we have, we are able to step up and we're able to help them. So I ask you to encourage you to give uh, generously and liberally, knowing that it's, there's great stewardship with this money, and it helps people at their point of need, again, showing the love of Jesus in a very real and tangible way. Pray with me. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to gather tonight for this association of churches. Thank you for the graciousness of North Etowah in hosting this event. Thank you for our churches and leaders and our pastors as we come together. Lord, we desire one thing, and that's to lift up Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity that we've had this past year uh, to have tremendous success in, in reaching out to the community and showing them your amazing love in the things that we've been able to do and provide. Thank you for the generosity of this Thanksgiving service, the time we take up a, a love offering uh, once a year for this particular uh, cause, and I'm so grateful, Lord, that you continue to provide the resources. Give us the wisdom as an association of churches to know what needs to be done in Etowah and to stand up and support all of our churches, but to do together what we cannot just do individually. Lord, as we give tonight, we give generously. We give uh, expectantly, believing your hand of blessing would be upon the gift and giver alike. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The times of victory and when I fall, I'm so grateful that I'm still standing tall. I thank you for my tears. The pain helped me overcome my fears. You've been good to me down throughout the years. It's a miracle that I'm still standing Of all that you brought me through and everything I've survived, it's all because of you.
from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from every form of evil, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Can you feel the love here tonight? Isn't that wonderful, the love of God? how rich and pure, how measureless, how strong, uh, said that God is love. God is the Spirit as well. And he said, no man has seen God at any time. 
But Jesus Christ came and put flesh on God. He was the very God himself, but he came in the form of a man like you and I, and he gave us what God was like. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Isn't that good? If we want to know what God is like, let's look at Jesus. Jesus was the express image of God, according to Hebrews chapter 1. The very express image of God. And you know what? You and I were created in the image of God. Sin came into the world and messed that up. But Jesus came back, died on a cross, gave his life, buried for three days, and rose again. And according to the scripture tonight, he's coming back. Amen. We have a hope. We have a reason for living. We have a reason for dying as well. But Jesus said that if you believe in him, even though you die, you shall live. And he asked, do you believe that? Amen. You know, we're created by eternal God for eternal purposes. And I'm thankful for tonight. This is a godly heritage, Thanksgiving. Brother Ray mentioned earlier that the pilgrims started it for us in our tradition. They didn't have it easy that first year, did they? Some of them had to go back out into the boat to stay alive because they couldn't stay alive on the land. Thank God for the shipmaster that kept out there in the water knowing the condition of what they were facing. I forget how many died of that group that came over. But those that survived, you and I are the benefactors. They came over with a hope and a purpose because they left tyranny. They left tyranny hoping to come to these shores and have freedom. Yes, tyranny was alive and well in that day. Matter of fact, my only place that I could understand that the pilgrims could go to would have freedom was a little place in Holland. Because if you rose up and said anything against the church, which is also the government, you could be put to death. They came for freedom of worship, freedom of the word of God, freedom to express life. And while they, even before they got off onto the land, God gave them the ability to write a constitution called the Magna Carta. Even with those that were with them that weren't believers, they wanted to include all races, everything in that Magna Carta that we have eventually what we call the Constitution of the United States of America a few hundred years later. So we have the right, the privilege, and the honor to gather here and give thanks to Almighty God. And the scripture here says tonight in this particular passage of 1 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians 5 is called the sanctification passage. But we're just going to look at a few aspects on that. And there's some absolutes in this world. You know, I don't know what math is today, but when I grew up, one and one equal two. 
God is absolute God. He's who he says he is. He will do what he says he's going to do. He's absolute. And he's given us some absolutes. Now let me tell you tonight, this Christian life is an impossible life to live outside of Jesus Christ. Because it said, rejoice evermore. Rejoice always. Do you find yourself rejoicing all the time? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In all things give thanks. Can we do that? We, I find myself not doing that at times. But you look over and over in the Bible. Uh, this rejoice keeps popping up all over the place. We should be the most rejoicing people on the planet. I like the scripture in 1 Corinthians. It says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to go down through each one of those that they come in order. First of all, you've got to get right with God. See, you can't take this journey till you get right with God. And then you've got to get right with your neighbor. And then you've got to get right with yourself. There's some things to deal with in our own life. Then once we get right with God, then we have peace with God. The peace of God. Matter of fact, it says the peace of God will sanctify you. Let me tell you a little bit about peace. A brother here shared a little bit. He didn't know peace until he knew Jesus. See, he's the Prince of Peace. And there's a, a unique scripture in the latter part of Corinthians, I think the 16th chapter, that said the God of peace will soon crush Satan's head under your feet. Now think about that a minute. The God of peace crushing Satan's head under your feet. What that tells me is the greater peace we have in our life, the greater victory we have over Satan. So we've got to get right with God, be at peace with Him, and the more peace we have, the more righteousness we have, the more walking with God we have, the God of peace, the more the devil is going to be defeated out of our life. Now here's the next one. If we win victory over the devil by getting right with God, if we really see him crushed with peace, what does joy do? What does joy do? They tell me that Satan fell from being the worship leader in heaven. He was the anointed cherub leading worship. We took his place. The church. You and I.
We've been called to worship. It's the song we sing tonight. Brethren and sisters, we've come together to worship Him. That's the most important thing. Thank God for the testimony. Thank God for all the preaching. Thank God for all the scripture. But we came here to worship Him tonight. What He did for us. Everything is pale in comparison to Him. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we do need to encourage one another. The word encourage means to put courage in. We, we, we need courage today. This isn't a day to be weak. It's a day to be strong. And how can we be strong in the joy? You know the enemy wants to rob our joy because there's so much power in it. The joy of the... Now notice it isn't my joy. It's His joy. It's His Spirit within me. You see, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that it says in the presence of God is fullness of joy. So there's another scripture. It says be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So if joy is missing and you're anxious, it's telling you something. You've gotten a little bit away from God. It should be like if you cut your finger, you need to put a Band-Aid on it. If you're getting anxious and you've lost your joy, it's time to get back because there's fullness of joy and there's no anxiety around the throne of God. Matter of fact, it says that that is just as still as... But there's a whole lot of joy and worship going on. A whole lot of worship and joy going on around heaven. And you and I have the privilege of drawing nigh to God. I think that's where the thanksgiving comes from. Didn't it say that, I don't know how to love... But God loved me, so now I know how to love. So I'm thankful tonight. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. You can't get any deeper or closer than that. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. So how can we give thanks? when things aren't going well. Like the song said tonight, when things are bad. You know, it also says in Corinthians that when you come into a temptation or a trial, God's got a way out. He's got a way out. And, and He's going to give you grace to bear that burden, whatever it is, but I'm talking about in everything give thanks. And I guess one illustration to show that, the reason why is Romans 8.28. All things work together to good for them that love the Lord and are called according to their purpose. Everything is working together for our good. And the other one is in Jeremiah 29.11. 
God says, I know the thoughts I have towards you to give you a future and a hope. Where were they? They were in captivity in Babylon. And Jeremiah gave that. See, God's plan for you is greater than we could ever imagine. Yes, we sing about it tonight. There's a heaven and everything, but there's something now that he has for you. You know, it says that eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, or entered into the heart of man the things that God's got prepared for them that love him. That isn't there, and that's now. And another thing, John 10. And, and I, you see this more and more today. But they said the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life, and life more abundantly. I believe the devil's hard at work because he knows he's got a short time. I'm talking about stealing. Has there been some stuff stolen here lately? Talking about destruction. You know who it is. It's not flesh and blood. It's the enemy working through, through people. You see, but all things work together for good. And I've got a plan for you. So in everything, give thanks. Can we give thanks for the COVID that we just had? Thanks some things have been exposed that hadn't been exposed before that came along? Then I go to Joseph. Joseph and Daniel are probably two of the brightest stars in, in the Old Testament. Joseph was just a young man, 17 years of age. He had these dreams, had these goals in life. And he wasn't ashamed to tell everybody, his brothers and his mom and dad, everybody around him. And all of a sudden, his brothers got jealous of him and put him in a pit. Now, which one of those three do you think he was doing in that pit there? They were going to kill him. <laughs> they were going to kill him. And, and uh, if it wasn't for the oldest, Reuben, he sold him into slavery. But he's in the pit. Do you think he's rejoicing always? Do you think he was giving thanks in that situation? I believe he was praying without ceasing during that thing. I think that was happening. I think the other will come along a little later, but he's praying without ceasing. Well, he gets out of the pit. And God has his hand on him. He still has the dream. But things are happening in his life. He gets to another place, to Potiphar's house. Raises to be the leadership there in Potiphar's house. And all of a sudden, jealousy gets going on. And all of a sudden, he finds himself in prison. And the psalm says that they had chains on his ankle and his feet were bleeding. Was he rejoicing evermore? Was he giving thanks in all situations? Praying without ceasing? I will tell you about a couple in the New Testament did that. I think it was Paul and Silas, wasn't it? They were bound to some change, and boy, they just had a worship service right there. Shook the place up and set them free. That's what our worship and our prayers will do. 
But here he is. He's in prison. Still obeying God. Still the gift. You see, each one of you have an anointing and a gifting and a calling of God on your life. See, part of Joseph's anointing was leadership. He always rose to the top wherever he was because that was his gift. They trusted him so much that they, he, they gave the whole house Potiphar did to him. And the prison guard didn't worry about the prison anymore. Gave it over to Joseph because of his gifting. And then finally, I believe a butler and a baker had a dream. He interpreted the dream and said, when you go to the king, tell them about me. And they forgot about Joseph. Have you ever been in a place where somebody's forgotten about you? Or you maybe forgot about yourself? Or maybe you think God's forgotten you. Here he is, day in, day out in a prison. Then one day, the one that got the dream interpreted to it said, Joseph knows about dreams. You see, the Pharaoh had a dream. And he didn't understand. Remember the dream? Seven big fat cows and then seven lean cows. So lean, said the seven lean cows ate up the seven fat cows. And he said, oh yeah, there's a guy in prison that knows about those dreams. Brings him out of prison, brings him up to the head of all of Egypt, the Pharaoh, tells a dream, says there's going to be seven years of plenty, but there's going to be seven years of famine. That's, you won't even look at the seven years of the plenty. It's going to be so bad. And with the wisdom he had, he said you need to point somebody over that to take care of that. And the Pharaoh said, well, I don't know of anybody as smart as you. I think you're the one. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God got him to the place that he had when he was young, but he had a whole lot to go through. And here's what I'm getting down to. That because of that, that whole world at that time was saved from starvation and death. And even his brothers and his family came there. Remember the story? He didn't reveal himself to them right away, did he? But finally, he said, I'm Joseph, your brother. And what did he say? You meant it for evil. You had an evil intent in that, but God meant it for good. There's a lot of evil in this world today. But we have a good God. And He's got a plan for us. He's got a plan for every human being that's born into this world. A plan for everyone. Every, 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 every person is loved by the Father. Young, old, doesn't matter 
color, ethnicity, whatever. He, he's got a plan for every one of them. So in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. Because why can we give thanks? Because God's got a purpose and a plan for each one of us. Yeah, there's probably going to be some ups and downs. There's probably going to be some battles. There's probably going to be some days that you're not thankful. But somehow find in there to give thanks because God's working something out of that that we can't see. Could be disease, lost a job. Could be lost a family member, whatever. But look for the silver lining. Look for what God is working in you because my understanding a pearl doesn't become a pearl unless it's gone through some stuff. I don't believe Joseph could be who God called Joseph to be unless he went through some things. But guess what? Another reason we give thanks is because God is with us. Jesus said... I will not leave you alone. Yes, I'm going back to the Father, but I'm sending one just like me to be with you. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is here today because Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of the Father. He said, when I go to the Father, I'm sending the Spirit, the promise of the Father to us. That's how we got here. That's how the church was born on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. He will show us things to come, and He will be with us until the end of the age. That's what He said in Matthew 28. He said, Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. And every indication looks like this age is about ready to wrap up. I mean, they've been saying that for a long time. But in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Thirteen, fifteen. it says, By Jesus, therefore, let us offer a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Uh, the only way to give thanks is those first two words of that verse, by Jesus. That's the only way we can do it. Please stand tonight. I want to thank you so much for being at the community Thanksgiving service sponsored by the Etowah Christian Ministerial Association. Kevin Harris is coming to, to close us in prayer. Thank you so much, Miss Brenda. What a wonderful song, and I love how much uh, God took that and your message, Wayne, to bring this together. We're going to go through some difficult times, but by Jesus, we can certainly give thanks, and we have much to be thankful for. Kevin, close our service in prayer. Thanks to the Etowah Town Band, by the way. Thank you, Brother Ray, for the direction there. <laughs> 
Thank you, Miracle Lake. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Pastor Randy, for hosting. And I appreciate the fellow officers I'm blessed to serve with uh, at the Etowah Christian Ministerial Association. Among them, Kevin Harris. Close us, sir. Thank you, brother. God bless every one of you. And I'll tell you, it's been a pleasure being here tonight. If you would, please bow your heads. Father, we praise you and we thank you for this glorious opportunity for us to come together, Father, not as different denominations, Father, but as your children, to come together and to give you thanks, to give you honor, to give you glory, and to give you praise, and to allow you to use us and show the world that you are our Lord, our Savior, your one God, and you bring your body together to bring your purpose to pass. And we praise you now, Father, that as we leave this place, you said you would never, ever leave us nor forsake us, that you'd be with us always, even to the ends of the world. So therefore, Father, as we leave this place, we don't leave, Father, to go and just rest and do nothing, but we leave to go to work and do your will. So, Father, we thank you for blessing us, energizing us, and giving us a charge to go forth and bring your will to pass in this earth. In Jesus' mighty and holy name, amen. amen. God bless you all.